so consistency is key for projects like this and not only to finish it but it also really motivates you to keep going because it's so much fun to work on something see it grow and then know like well if this is done i can do something different because i have so many ideas anyway welcome to the creative chats podcast with mike brennan Welcome, friends, to another episode of Creative Chats. It's the podcast for artists, makers, and content creators, where we talk about creativity, the creative process, and story. I'm your host, Mike Brennan. You can connect with me over on Instagram, I'm at Mike Bone, or on my website, which is MikeBrennan.me. Hey, I'd love for you to stop by DailyCreativeHabit.com. I've created several resources with you in mind as a creative person. First, there's a link to our free private Facebook group, called Daily Creative Habit. It is filled with creatives of all types who have raised their hands to say, I wanna show up more consistently for my creativity and craft. And so if that's you, we would love to see you as part of this group. There's also a link to receive our free Daily Creative Habit email newsletter. This goes out twice a week and is filled with resources and inspiration and daily prompts for you as a creative person to make sure that you keep showing up every single day for your creativity. And lastly, there's a link out to the new Daily Creative Habit Guided Creativity Journal. And this is something that I'm really excited about because it's a 90-day journey that you can go on that guides you to plan and show up for your creativity and help you track and help you measure and figure out exactly what it is that you want to do and how you want to do it. This is available right now through Amazon.com. Hey, I'm so excited to bring to you today's podcast, which is a part one of two, because I got to sit down with Kosha Kuna, and she is amazing. I've been following her work for a number of years, and you know her journey is one that I feel like we have similar paths uh, in some things, and we have overlap in terms of showing up every day and creating something for her. It's drawing, and she does Draw Tip Tuesdays, which is a weekly YouTube series um, where she just shows you how to draw certain things. And she's a great teacher. And this first part of the interview, this chat, is us exploring her journey, uh, where her creativity started and what it looked like through the years as it kind of evolved. We talk really specifically about how that evolution is really important as creative people and how you know many times we're in the process of something and we think this is all we can see, this is all we know, and we can get sidetracked thinking that that's the whole story. When meanwhile, a lot of times we're being prepared for what's coming next. And so we have an amazing chat. Like I said, it's two parts because there's so much good stuff in here. I don't want you to miss any of the wisdom that comes from Kosha. And I know you're going to enjoy our chat, enjoy her art. Uh, we talk about her book as well in part two, which is Life is Better When You Draw It. Um, so many, so many great things happening here. Don't miss it. Be sure to follow Kosha on Instagram. Go to her website, which is in the show notes, and get a cup of coffee or our tea. And be sure to just join us as we have this chat. So without further ado, here is my creative chat, part one with Kosha Kuna. Well, Kosha, welcome to the Creative Chats podcast. I am so excited that you're here. 
So am I. I'm very excited. I mean, it's been too long before yes. this is actually happening, right? Yes, I know, I know. I feel like this should have happened like even before I had a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> You're somebody who, when I look at your work, I look at your journey, and I just continue to be amazed at how you show up. You and I are like the the consistency buddies, right? <laughs> you know, the yeah. daily doing the work, showing up, and then also just seeing your journey develop over time and how you move in and out of certain things. And there's this sense of like exploration and play. Um, I love that. And I so resonate with that. And I know that's going to be so much involved in our conversation today. Um, and so before I get too far into that, I would love to know and start with the place of when did you know that you were a creative person? Was this like when you were a kid, like the typical artist, you're, you know, you're making art, you're drawing, painting, that kind of stuff, or was it later on? Um, that is a little bit hard to say because right when you ask me this, I'm like, well, I knew when I was like so little, when I was born, I knew it. But that's also because of pictures, you know, photos. Mm -hmm. There's this right. one photo of me where I stand in front, I think I'm five years old or something. And I stand in front of an easel and I'm painting. So um, that sort of to me is like a sign, like see, but I mean, that's every five-year-old is painting and, right. you know, finger painting and all of that. So that's not really fair to say, but I do remember, and I don't know how old I was, but this is throughout the years, through my childhood, I do remember the joy of um, using colored pencils, drawing little scenes. Like um, I used to have these books from my grandfather who was an artist and he actually um, published books for um, for schools, for kids on how to draw certain things. And I loved following mm. those, um, uh, those instructions and then drawing like whole like farm scenes and stuff like that. So I think I was very young when I knew that that was like, ah, that state of flow, you know, mm -hmm. that you can now feel and that you can now describe and give words to as an adult. Um, I felt that as a kid and I, and I hold on to it as well. Like I want to go back to that. So mm -hmm. I'm going to grab my crayons and color with my left hand instead of my right hand so that I have no control and I feel that joy. Um, so I think, yes, very long answer to, yes, I knew it when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but you know, that's, that's so true because when you're a kid, you can't put words to those things. You just know, hey, yeah. I'm showing up and I'm having fun. This, this I exactly. enjoy this. I want to do more of this. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And maybe another kid will be like, well, I really love to love this ukulele and I play on this. You know, this is what I do. This is what brings me joy. I wasn't I didn't have that musical interest, but yes, coloring and uh, drawing that was just really fun. I loved writing, too, at some point when I got a little bit older. But the visual art, that was like everything. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so did you decide like, OK, this is what I want to do right from that point and say, I'm, I'm going to go to school for this or I'm going to learn more about this as much as I can and move into this career wise? Like, what did that look like? Yeah. When I was in 
uh, in high school, I knew that I didn't want to go, you know, to university to study because my brother was very like, um, he was learning really well and it was easy for him. And I just didn't like school that much, you know, I was like, sit here and <laughs> listen and remember things that I never will use. Exactly. Why even? So there were a lot of doodles in my scribbles uh, in my school books and stuff like that. So, and I think I, I was very lucky that my parents recognized my creativity and they encouraged me. Like, well, if you, you know, at some point I was always drawing all kinds of letters and they were like, well, maybe you want to do something with typography or whatever. So, I think when I was 16 or something, I was sort of determined I want to be an artist. I didn't even know what that would mean, but I went, wanted to do something creative. And uh, so I applied for um, the School of Art, like the Royal School of Art. And uh, I think I was 17 when I applied and they told me that I was too young for it. And basically, they told me, like, well, grow up a little bit first. So they sent me off, like, well, maybe you can do graphic design school for a year just to get some more um, drawing uh, techniques under your belt and uh, grow up. And then so I did that and I loved it so much <laughs> that I stayed there and did the whole thing for four years. Um so it was, uh, yeah, I, I took a graphic design school. And then during that um, school, I also learned about photography. And which is weird because my dad used to be a photographer. And I hated what he did because he was <laughs> always in the studio. And mm -hmm. he was like um, specialized in food photography. So there was a lot of. Uh, teeny tiny detail stuff and mirrors to light things and everything that it took so long <laughs> to take one picture I was like never I'm never ever going to do that <laughs> and then um, actually we learned to you know do portrait photography and play with color and we well all that kind of stuff and I was like this is interesting so then I wanted to do more with that. And then I did apply for art school, but for photography. So I went to art school for to, to be a photographer, dropped out because it was too much talk about artsy stuff. And I just wanted to take cool pictures, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then I, I started to work as a freelancer. Um, there was this year of internship on, uh, in the school of art. And during that year, I already got some, you know, assignments and some commissions. So I, after that, I, I don't think I returned even after the internship year. Um, I just started working and started to try and get some money and buy, um, uh, with photography. So I, I also worked in a lab, for a printing lab to get my, you know, to get all the money in. But sure. um, at least it was all in the same realm mm -hmm. of photography. And then at some point I could actually really make my money with uh, the things that I did. So, 
um uh yeah so i've done that for like 10 years a little less than 10 years i think and then i felt i don't want to say burnt out but i felt like i lost my I don't like the word but i think it was the passion that i lost mm-hmm. that i lost for photography um and that was because i was doing it for work and mm-hmm. for money and um the commissions that i got sometimes they were really great but um often they were you know the same thing because at some point i was in this corner of women's magazines and stuff like that so there was always like well maybe you can um take a picture of her on the beach and then she can jump and then maybe something with pink because the theme is pink (laughs) again (laughs) just photoshop out the face use the same pose (laughs) (laughs) exactly so yeah uh so part of that was part of um you know i just it just didn't feel um, creative enough mm-hmm. anymore, I think. And I did have some creative project that, uh, projects that I did with a friend or by myself, but it just, well, as it, you know, as it happens when you are a creative person, it might just be that that corner you're in doesn't fit you anymore at some point. So, um, uh, so then I yeah I was kind of I got a little bit like because the photography was also almost like my identity so Mm -hmm. I was like so if I'm not a photographer then what am I and who am I even it was weird it was so weird um and I was in my 20s then or uh was that yeah I think well doesn't matter anyway um I just took you know Odd, the odd jobs to uh, to make my money and uh, I started to I started from scratch again like I don't know what I want to do how I want to you know develop further and it was good to take sort of take that break and um, I worked as a chef in a restaurant I worked as a barista I worked at a bank uh, as a customer service agent and I learned from all of these things and especially working at that bank was really good because it was a very dull job. And I would doodle a lot during because I was on the phone all day. I would have this headset answering <laughs> people's questions. And I'm sorry to hear this. Let me get your details. <laughs> um, and because I worked there and it was dull, it made me super productive in my time off. Because I was like, okay, I don't want to stay here for too long. Something's gonna gonna happen, and uh, and I I felt like creativity had to, you know, color had to uh, be brought out, and um, so I was just drawing a lot and painting, and I was taking e courses. They were e courses back then. That wasn't like Domestica or anything like that. Yeah, <laughs> and. Um, and through that, I started to uh, draw more, and I also started to get the idea of teaching myself, um, because I was learning a lot of stuff, 
And the e-courses, they were like a little bit like clunky often. And I mm -hmm. didn't really like the videos that I saw on YouTube. And that all has changed a lot now. But back then I was like, I could do this so much better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I was really thinking that to myself. And then I was like, maybe I should prove that I actually can. So that's how I developed, like, I kept learning a lot. Um, and I started to make little videos of that, also very bad quality and everything. But I just had, I just really had fun doing it. And when you are teaching, you're learning even better. Mm -hmm. So that, it it really fed each other, you know, it, um, uh, the learning fed the teaching and the other way around. And that's really how I started to um, teach online, started to uh, teach online courses. Hmm. You know, it's, um, it's yeah. funny. When I listen to you relay the details of the various places that you've kind of dipped in and out of, yeah, I see how you were like collecting things for oh. even what you're doing now. And it was preparing you, right? <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. I think at the time when we're in those places, it's really easy for us to either feel stuck, to feel like this is sideways. What does this have to do with the bigger part of my story or my journey or experience? But I think when we can go into something and say, what can I learn from the situation? Even if it seems like it's totally disconnected, there's some skill set that we can pick up or something that we can later redeem and put it in its proper place where there's alignment. And um, I just see that beautifully. And of course, you know, we can always do that looking backwards. We can't do that when we're in the moment, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I mean, just having that background of photography was super helpful for video, you know? Yeah. But I, you, this, is, this is life. You cannot plan these things. And then one thing stacks on top of the other. And you're like, oh, this is actually really helpful. And because it's you, it just lines up, you know, it yeah. fits you and it fits your life. So true. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're at a place now where you're in the story, you're, you're showing up, you have this um, consistent yeah. habit of, of drawing every day. When you came back to, well, when you came into this place, okay, you figured drawing was the thing, was the expression that you yeah. wanted to, to drill down on. Was there a piece of you that was like struggling with um, either, I don't know if I can draw that well, or I haven't done this in a really long time and I need to kind of figure out what this looks like right now. Like, what were your initial thoughts on that when you landed on drawing is the thing? Um, I think, <laughs> I think I was, um, thinking that maybe drawing could be, I could become an illustrator. So drawing could be the thing that I could make my living out of. So that's really how I started to, uh, sort of research. Mm -hmm. everything and uh i i discovered uh they draw in coop.com you know from sally mm -hmm. and nate yep. and i um i submitted my first first illustrated recipe and that gave me a lot of like boost like i can do this actually i i i can draw and i have a little bit because i have that graphic design background i know how to sort of you know, do this, the whole thing with composition. Um, so things did fall into place, but then 
also um i was afraid that i would break it again if i mm-hmm. would actually do illustration work commission work but um one of the things that really clicked for me or not really clicked but how i think it sort of organically i uh discovered that uh if you draw like regularly um you get better very quickly mm-hmm. um so i started to uh dive into certain techniques like okay how do you do this with a pencil how do you do this with a pen and then just practice a lot really practice a lot and i remember um signing up for um the sketchbook project do you know mm-hmm. that yes yeah i, I was yeah, part of that too they, yeah Oh, great. Yeah, they just are, they are closing down now, mm-hmm. but um, it was so inspiring. And you would just buy a sketchbook, they would send it, you would choose a theme, you f- would fill it, and then you send it back and it would become part of their library. And um, I remember uh, working on that super cons- consistently. I had this story in my head, I wanted to uh, draw this sort of children's story. And I used the ballpoint pens from the bank where I was working. <laughs> <laughs> I used like 10 or so because I was hatching a lot in that project. And that was one of the things like, okay, so consistency is key for projects like this. And not only to finish it, but it also really motivates you to keep going because it's so much fun to work on something, see it grow, and then know like, well, if this is done, I can do something different because I have so many ideas anyway. So I forgot your initial question, but um, yeah, consistency was was something that um, I found early on that it's uh, important for the practice and for your yeah. development. Yeah. Yeah. And so did your, your teaching come out of you doing your your daily art your drawings or was it kind of like happening at the same time so as you're doing things you're kind of teaching things as you're learning them or like was it what did that part look like i mean sometimes it's not as nice and neat obviously as we like to look back on but yeah i'm i'm trying to think of the the um, like the very early uh videos that i did i think what I did was uh, uh, I did a lot of like Betty Edwards um, uh, um, exercises, you know, with the, do you know Betty Edwards? Mm-mm, no. The, um, drawing from the right side of the brain. It's an okay. amazing book and her technique is really about uh, not labeling things and really looking at what you see. And she has like these really fun exercises and when I thought like, okay, I've actually, I've practiced this a lot. I know how to do this. I have this now in my tool belt, you know, basically. Mm-hmm. And then I would be, you know, courageous enough to film the process. And then I would like record a very awkward <laughs> voiceover <laughs> and put it online. Um, or actually, yeah, make it part of my uh, very first um, online drawing course. And then I had a friend that I actually met 
at the sketchbook project, this is all this you cannot, you know, mm-hmm. you cannot think of you that can't, you know, pave this path. It just happens. So I met a friend, uh, I met someone at the sketchbook project. He was really uh, uh, taking, uh, you know, a lot of attention, paying a lot of attention to different um, projects that were happening because you could, there was, I don't know, a platform or maybe it was just Facebook um, where you could um, upload your pros- uh, your progress mm-hmm. of, the, of your sketchbook. And he was following a few people, also mine. And then he, he's, uh, he's a graphic uh, designer and a brand designer. And he created this whole super cool like flyer thing with all kinds of names, all, all the names of his favorite uh, sketchbook projects. And I was one of them. So we connected. And then uh, we talked about branding and stuff like that. And he said, you know, what would be really great for you if you want to sell your courses to have a weekly video. You could you could call it Draw Tip Tuesday or something. <laughs> Not my idea. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he said that would be really great because you give something free and you show them what you teach. And then, well, it could be a gateway towards, you know, uh, your uh, traffic to your website. I was like, oh, that's a fun idea. I could do that. So that's really how that came came about, you know. Mm. And then uh, I've I've started, I think, in 2012 with Draw to Tuesday. And I have almost, I haven't missed a week. Well, maybe I have missed, like, you can count them on two hands. <laughs> yes. That I, <laughs> that I did not post. So, yeah, that was like a golden, golden tip. Rob, mm. Rob Jelinski, we need to mention him. Okay, awesome. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Man, that's really cool. Um, and I'm oh. assuming that it was through you showing up and doing those that you, I guess that's how you met Danny Gregory and got involved with Sketchbook School? Um, yeah. Funny thing is, I was in the middle of one of my online courses and uh, one day I got like a whole bunch of emails from participants in my course were like, you need to now uh, email Danny Gregory because he just posted on his blog. He's going to Amsterdam and he wants to meet um, uh, Dutch uh, sketchers. I was like, who's Danny Gregory again? (laughs) 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 Pretty bad, I know. But then I remembered like, oh, no, he's the one from the book. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, books actually but uh the creative or the um, uh creative license yes yes a lot in my course by uh, many participants as well so so i did realize that okay this is a guru so i sent him an email like well if you're in amsterdam i'm here you know um uh let's meet and he was like yeah great let's meet up for coffee and so we uh we met for coffee and we um talked about the creative process and about teaching and he had just moved away from uh, his uh, career in advertising and he was kind of looking for what's next you know Mm -hmm. and he was very interested in the online courses and he wanted to do something with video and one thing led to another because I was also we were both talking about like well the way art is taught isn't always that great. 
mm-hmm. um, because there's no how to really, you know, it's why you draw more than how to, how you shoot, you know, there aren't any shoots when it comes to art. Um, so that was one of the things that we agreed on. Also that um, learning is really great to when you see someone actually do it, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is how, you know? So it's a, also a very visual thing. And um, one of my frustrations was like, okay, so I am now teaching these online courses and that's great, but I have only this little bit of knowledge and skills and I'm following all these people online that are all over the world and they are blogging and they are, you know, posting these awesome drawings and I want to know how they do it. Yeah. <laughs> and wouldn't it be great if, you know, you can get people together and, um, and learn from more than one person. And that's really how we started to brainstorm and how sketchbook school was born within like two days. Hmm. <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> yeah. So that was really, really fun. I mean, we didn't really know each other. We just had coffee and then dinner and uh, we liked each other and we were very like-minded in many ways. And then we were like, let's do this fun project. You know, um, I I will, uh, let's, let's create like an online course six weeks and every week there will be another teacher. So I will teach, like I will film a bunch of lessons Danny would film a bunch of lessons and we would ask for other people that we knew and that we knew that they could at least film um, and teach um, to also do these lessons. And so we would have four, uh, six lessons and six weeks. So we're like sketchbook school. Yay. Six weeks, six teachers um, come and join us. And uh, it was really, it started as a creative uh, project that we would just do, you know, mm. and then we would see whatever happened after. Maybe it was just a one thing, one time thing. We didn't even think about it that much. But then in week three, people were already asking, like, when is the next course? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're like, okay, <laughs> we're onto something here. Thanks for listening today. I'd appreciate it if you would subscribe, leave a rating and a review. It really helps this podcast be seen and heard by others.